Welcome to the Moms Network. Today we are talking about one of my favorite topics, self-confidence and identity. I spent my teens, 20s, and 30s feeling pretty insecure. As I moved into my 40s, I really started to connect with who I was, and I found a big dose of self-esteem. My co-hosts, Patty, Tiffany, and Grace, are here with me today to dive into this great topic. All right, so please tell me that I am not the only one. Uh, no, you're alone. <laughs> I loved every bit of my adolescence and 20s and 30s. Have been one. No, you are not alone. Um, I for sure have gone through ups and downs of feeling really great and absolutely horrific. I mean, being a mom, I think you've experienced everything all within 24 hours, depending on the moment that you're in. I remember feeling so insecure in high school and built some confidence in college and then I entered the workforce and was insecure again because I was the new grad there and then slowly gained my confidence and then got married and got pregnant and had a child and again insecurity so it was this roller coaster ride for as long as I can remember. Yeah, and it doesn't stop with your teen years. Like, there's this myth, you know, that perhaps be when I become an adult, then I'm going to feel good about myself. Like, then it's all that confidence I've been waiting for comes. And so then when you become an adult, you're like, wait a minute, why do I still feel like a little kid sometimes? And even now, you know, at 51, there are moments where I still feel like the junior high girl in the lunchroom looking for your group, you know, oh, looking totally. for like, where, where are my people? Right. It's that, that same, and we all know that feeling mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, well, why am I still feeling this every once in a while? Not as much. I don't feel it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, don't want, I don't want the counselors to start calling me, but I do, but I do feel that, that moment. And I think that that is something that we, we take with us. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem to fade. You know, the, those senior superlatives, the little um, thing in the yearbook where you got to say yes. things, about, and you would, it, it'd be like, you'd be looking to see, did anyone say anything about you? Were you mentioned anywhere? Um, the two girls that I normally sat lunch with, or at the lunch table with, one of them put, lunch with grumpy. Aww. I was like, I'm not grumpy. And I'm like, I'm the only person you eat lunch with. You think I'm not going to see this? I literally went into counseling because I stayed in my counselor's office, as a, particularly as a middle school student. And I just found that she was so incredibly supportive as you're just going through the ebbs and flows of trying mm -hmm. to figure out who am I? Right. Do I fit in? I had like body image issues. Mm -hmm. And so definitely college is where I feel like my confidence grew. But to your point, motherhood and marriage and a new career and mm -hmm. moving to a new city. And so you're sort of, it's a reset and you're rediscovering yourself. And I still, even today, I was trying to wear a dress and there was not a Sphinx <laughs> in the world that was kind of like suck everything in the way I needed it to. But I'm okay with that now. And, right. I, um, and I really, I, having a daughter has really encouraged me to want to lead by example in terms of being proud and just really owning the, the skin that I'm in and the body that I have. Not that it's not where it could be and needs to be, but I still want to model for her that you have to love who you are mm -hmm. at every stage of your life. So that motivates me more than anything is being a good example and role model for my, for my children. But I think we all still struggle with those same middle school issues that we had back then. I still have those moments today. Okay. I know I know for myself I I had a hard time trying to be uniquely me, right? Mm. I kind of felt like I've got to go with this flow of who other people around me are so to try to fit in. And I remember in ninth grade, 10th grade, it was um, 
I think it was a history class, and our teacher, I think I've told this to you, our teacher asked us on the first day to go around and say your favorite band. And I was like, my favorite band? It's kind of the Beach Boys, or like Billy Joel, or like a 50s, or like Hey Paula and Run Around Sue. Right? Like, that's not, and in my head I'm panicking, like I don't know anyone in this room. Those aren't cool things to say. So I thought back to eighth grade, and the coolest girl I knew was Robin Kissick, and she liked Dokken. Dokken is extremely hard rock. And, that's a, and so I go around, I'm like, Dokken. And people all looked at me like, Whoa, I, we did not figure that from you, you know? And I think back to that day of, man, I didn't even feel confident to say what music I liked. Mm. Yeah. So how did you, at what point in your lives did you maybe struggle through something like that where you were trying to pretend to be something you weren't to fit in? And at one point did you realize, oh my goodness gracious, I can't do this anymore. It's too much work. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. It's too much work. And I really, and I did that, I feel like I did that all through my teen years, probably until college, where I, I used to think it was such a plus for me because I was like a chameleon. Like you could put me in any group and I would suddenly become that group, you know? And that was <laughs> like, this is really going to do well for me. And it does well for me in networking. Like as an adult, that still is a good thing. But it took me a long time to figure out. I was always trying to be something else that I didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. And I really, until I became an adult, until I was married and had children, did that all come back and hit me? Like, okay, wait a second. You're so good at being who anybody wants you to be. Who are you? And yeah. like kind of starting to unpeel that. Like it, I kind of was feeling that in college a little bit. I had a little bit more confidence and tried to like be who I was. But I really struggled a lot with just always. And, it's, and I enjoyed being in those groups. Like I could have been a Dawkin person. I could have rattled <laughs> off a Dawkin song maybe. Or, but, but I did such, you know, I liked doing that. And then, I, but it just got to this point where I thought, well, but what do I really like? Mm -hmm. Like what group would I put myself in? What, what songs would I say? are the ones that I really like. And I, I think that just all happened to me probably when I was in my 40s, mm -hmm. when I started really peeling that onion. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think you, being a chameleon is a good thing and, and it can be very beneficial and a, and a real like power, powerful asset that you can bring mm -hmm. to the workplace. But you do have to just really ask yourself, who am I? What do I love? What do I enjoy? Who, um, you know, what are some of the things that make me authentically me? People, all my friends would always yes. talk about how I'm, I can be deep. I like good conversations. Mm -hmm. And I remember Michelle Obama was just promoting her Spotify app or podcast that she's doing. And she mm -hmm. said, if anyone knows me, they know that I love a good conversation. I love to go deep. And I was like, too. And I think yeah. I've been teased for that a lot because my friend's like, ah, oh, here we go. Here yeah. we go. Here's Oprah again. And so yeah. I've tried to keep it light, but that's not who I am. I right. like to go deep and I'm learning mm -hmm. how to just say, that's who I am. I know how to go light if I need to, but it's okay to want to go deep. That's who I am. That's what I value. That's what I love. So I just try to surround myself with other people that don't mind that and mm -hmm. have a little bit more capacity to have those deep conversations. But that's just one example of where you are trying to be who you are. And, and some people, I'm, you know, that can be a lot for the wrong person, for people mm -hmm. that don't enjoy those, the depth of some of those conversations. So I think that's just one example of a part of me that I tried to dim the light a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that I don't have to dim the light. I have to walk in who I am right. in my own shoes. And, you know, some people are going to enjoy it. Some people aren't. But I'm not going to change who I am. But that took a long time to get to that point, <laughs> oh, for right. sure. You know, I think, I, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you were saying that you had to dim your light. I almost felt like 
I lived toward the city, and then we moved here um, in Naperville right around when my son was one. And I was a new mom, and everything was meet new friends, mm -hmm. new activities, new play dates. And rather than dimming, I felt like I had to enhance it. I felt like I wasn't Pinterest mom enough, and my mm. birthday parties didn't have themes, and each day of the week didn't have a special like Taco Tuesday. <laughs> like we didn't do any of that. I was just kind of flying by the seat of my pants every single day. Yeah. Whereas I'd meet these moms who are so put together, from their clothes to like even like their like play date clothes for their kids. I'm like. I think my kids wearing inside out shorts that were like <laughs> second day probably. So it was like I really felt like I had to enhance that light and it was exhausting. Mm. I was mm. so tired all the time. And finally through all that I found my group or groups for that matter that were just like, oh, oh, it's cool. I'm pretty sure that we didn't shower today either. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I found my people. But yeah, it was one of those moments where I really felt like I didn't really enjoy my time with those ladies anyway. Anyway, exactly. Gosh, it was so superficial yes. and it was like just, I don't know, it just felt a little outside of my level of comfort. Like they were like, you know, Chardonnay, and I was kind of like, uh, what's the word, pucker, you know? <laughs> like, it was just two different levels. Um, but once I got past that, like it doesn't matter. And I'm gonna probably enjoy my company with the people I'm truly mean with. And if they're not appreciative of that, it's all right, plenty of other people in the world. That's right. Yeah. So. You just gotta find your people, you know? That's right. That's right. I know when I hit, probably, in the past decade, I've kind of hit this place where, to your point, I don't really want to be in a big group. Or, and also what you're saying, like, I don't want to dress up, go to a party, and have small talk with 20 people. There. Right. Um, I'd much rather go over a girlfriend's house, one other girl comes over, and the text is, no makeup and shower is optional, and wear your pajamas if you want <laughs> I love to. It. Right. Once yeah. I got to that phase of life, that's where I felt like I really fit in with the people around me. And I think once you own that part of who you are, then law of attraction, you attract people That's right. into your life. And it, the other day I was talking to my best friend and I said, I have so many incredible women in my life right now. And it's so interesting because they kind of just been the last few years and I'm 47. So, you know, what was I doing all those other times? And I feel like I just had to kind of own who I was mm -hmm. and be confident in who I was. Um, I think women used to intimidate me a little bit. Kind of that not put together. I never feel put together. <laughs> I see people, I'm like, gosh, you look so great. Like, how did you do that? Like, how did you put that outfit together? And I'm like, I don't have any shoes that really go with this shirt, so we're wearing the black, you know? I don't know, it's just, it's it's challenging to, yeah. to find that for yourself and own that for yourself. That's right. right. You know? So. And it is that owning it, you know, it is that kind of just owning who you are for the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. And just realizing, and a lot of it for me was that I was fed, not intentionally, but like I was fed that some parts of my personality were not good. Like don't do that because that people don't like that. For me, it was talking too much. Like <laughs> I know it's super shocking. Uh, <laughs> I used to get in trouble all the time in school for talking too much. And then even growing up, you'd be like, you know, well, don't let other people have an opportunity. And so it was like this constant in the back of my head hearing that the who I was wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And I needed to I needed to dim the light a little and not be who I was. And, and I would get really quiet. Well, that wasn't me. And then I wasn't enjoying the time. Like, it just became this 
I think sometimes we hear who we are as a person, we get told these little negative things, even as children, mm -hmm. and they stick with us. Mm -hmm. And then we start thinking that who we are as a person isn't good enough. So I need mm -hmm. to take that part out. That's mm -hmm. right, yeah. We did a little icebreaker in the car. We were coming back from a road trip and I, I played like the what are three words you would use to describe. And my husband took a pass when I said, what are three words you would use to describe me? He said, let's come back to me on that one. And so my son, he used thoughtful and tough. I remember that word. Oh. And I said, and so that's one of those things my mom used to always say, soften up a little bit, be softer. So when he said tough, I was hoping he'd follow that up with loving and nurturing. And I do find myself <laughs> to be loving and nurturing, but I am tough. And I think I've tried to soften up. I wear little dresses and sundresses to soften that edge. Uh -huh. But part of that edge is what's made me successful in the right. person that I am right. today. And so, again, it's being unapologetic. I think there's a time and a place for that, and there's definitely a time and a place for being soft. It's probably my, my husband passed on answering that question. Because <laughs> I can be tough with everyone. But it's also one of those qualities and attributes that I'm learning to embrace. And, and I think as a mom, you know, I am the no person in my family. And mm -hmm. I say no, just you don't even have to finish asking the question. I just say no. <laughs> <laughs> because I want them to have boundaries and gratitude and some structure in their lives. My husband's more of the yes person. So just finding the lane that you're in. And then to your point about finding the friends, it's, you know, really compliment you and, and the people in your life that compliment and supplement your personality, I think is really important. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's time for a quick break. We'll be right back with more of the Moms Network. Stay tuned. So last year when I was pregnant, I was searching for a chiropractor that could help me with low back pain as I was going throughout my pregnancy. And I love that Dr. Kathy has many years of experience with pediatrics, with pregnancy, so I felt very comfortable. Obviously when you're carrying a child, you're nervous, <laughs> you're in pain, but you're tired, and just having that level of care and trust in your doctor and your chiropractor to help you get pain-free was very, comforting to me. When I went into the massage therapy room, she does have the pregnancy table here, which was also helpful when your belly is bigger and you can't lay on your stomach anymore. Massage therapy had experience with pregnancy massage and knew exactly the pain I was feeling and how to alleviate that pain. I can trust in them. I know that they're always going to be quick to reply and get me in as soon as possible. And ultimately when I leave, I feel better. Welcome back to the Moms Network as we continue our conversation on confidence and identity. Um, Tiffany, you were talking about your kids and how they were taking you in, right? Mm -hmm. um, I remember one time, well, multiple times, because I'm just a goofball. Like, I might, I'm, that's my set point. Like, if we're in the grocery store and a song come on that I like, I am dancing, I am singing, right? We'd be having breakfast when the kids were younger, and I'm, you know, making up songs about making pancakes. And at one point, one of the kids said, Mom, you're so weird. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. I'm like, would you prefer me to be boring, Mom? And then I would go into this whole thing like, 
Good morning, Nick. Here's your pancakes. Would you like would you like some toast with that too? He's like, no, mom. I said, okay, so you're okay. You'd rather me be weird, mom, and a little crazy mom than boring mom. And he's like, yeah. So I got the buy-in on that. And we have a pool in our backyard, and my boys are now 16 and almost 18. 18 this Friday, actually. Wow. An adult, that's crazy. Um, but when they were younger, I used to carry them around and I, they would be like six or seven. I'd be like, oh, I'm carrying you like a baby. And uh, mm. they are now six, four and six, almost six, two. Wow. And so sometimes we'll be in the pool and I'll be like, I'm gonna carry you like a baby. And, they, <laughs> and we play this whole game. They're gonna die if they see this. <laughs> and they run around the pool, but they, they like, they go with it, right? Yeah. They know I'm going to catch them, and they know I'm going to carry them like a baby. And I would say, oh, I'm carrying you like a baby. And that sounds so weird. But it just we just have a lot of fun with it. And I know that if I was more concerned with anyone seeing that or what they mm -hmm. thought of me, I just want them to know that it's OK to be what you feel inside. Right. Yeah. And I think that goes back, Tiffany, you were saying earlier about your daughter, like being your motivator for, you know, being who you are, right. being authentically you. And I think it's so you know, important to remember that our kids are watching us mm -hmm. and they're watching how we interact and, and what we do. And I remember growing up and my dad, um, there was this, I grew up in a small town in Indiana and there was a restaurant, family owned, we knew the family. And we would go every Friday night, that was like a staple. And we would go for all big family celebrations. And when my dad would walk in, he knew everybody and he'd walk around and talk to them and he would, you know, say, oh, this martini's not dry enough. Or you like, he would make fun with the new bartender. And I would be mortified as a kid. Cause I'd be like, oh my gosh, can't we just go and have a normal dinner? Can't we just walk in and sit down and order and then walk out? But secretly, I loved that part of him. Mm -hmm. Because he was so comfortable with him, he loved people, he loved to be around that, and that is, I embrace that now, that is a part of who I am. And so I always think that with some of my kids, you know, this part that they may see as goofy or this weird, they really, well, maybe it's just me, I secretly think they love it. You know, like, oh my gosh, she's so great. But, but I want them to see that it's okay to just be whoever, whoever that is, and it's and good. And if you think that I'm goofy, then I'm goofy, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. We're at the phase right now where my boys are almost eight, almost four, and it's just very obvious personality differences between the two of them, <laughs> like night and day. I mean, and it's, but it's so fun because my oldest is growing into his himself and he's gaining confidence in some areas in other areas he's a little bit more reserved because he's just unsure and that's okay he'll get there but it is one of those things where you watch him just live and thrive in a moment of joy and you're like wow he overcame this fear yes. and it's so cool like even just over the last few months like you've grown up so much like never in a million years would you be comfortable going to the library while I wait outside in the car, returning your book, asking the librarian where your book on hold is, like checking out your book by yourself, saying thank you, have a good day, the whole bit. That's and awesome. Like, How do you feel? That he goes, awesome. I feel like an adult. I go, yes. <laughs> exactly what adulting is, man. Yes. <laughs> Having manners, being independent, yes. Yeah. And then there's like my little four-year-old bulldozer boy who is still rough and tough and <laughs> does not have manners yet and is really kind of doesn't know boundaries and we have to work on that a lot. But, um, <laughs> but it's when, it's so neat to see like this one is getting in his own skin really comfortable. This one has already been comfortable but now he's got to pull back a little mm. bit just so that you know we're not offending people. <laughs> and, um, and then my husband and I are just watching this in like pure amazement like okay 
we did something right. Mm -hmm. Like something went uh, right. Yeah. And I really think, just to everyone's point, being a parent is like such a beautiful thing where when you are yourself, you're giving your children permission yes. to be themselves. I totally and agree. they see that and they embrace it and they live it. And that is like everything that for is. me. I mean, to see them happy is my I own. totally agree. And, and really understanding where they thrive, how to tap into their strengths. I mean, my son is mm. super competitive. So even when they were young, we couldn't figure out how to get them to eat their vegetables. And I just thought, let's make this a competition <laughs> to see who's going to eat their mm -hmm. peas the fastest. And they're just like eating them so <laughs> fast. And so that's how we motivate him. He loves to win. And so I think to your point, it's like, how do you, you know, being comfortable who, with who you are and living in your truth, I think I'm at my best when I'm mm. in my authentic, you know, being my authentic self. And so I want to really understand what my children's best looks like and, and help yes. to leverage that and cultivate that and nurture that. My daughter's a very nurturing person. And so whenever I can give her opportunities to play doctor, I mean, I mm -hmm. like scratch myself and I'm like, oh, I'm bleeding. Oh my gosh. And so she goes and gets like the little first aid kid and she feels like she's in her, she's at her best when she's nurturing mm -hmm. people. Yeah. So she's quite the opposite of me. I'm nurturing, but I, again, tough, but, but I you're tough. That she, you're a tough nurturer. A tough nurturer. Walk it off. <laughs> From Stop some dirt in it, Jenny, you're fine. Yeah, you're not <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, she honestly is the most nurturing, loving person I've ever met. And so I just want to continue to give her opportunities to thrive in that way. So I love being a mom in that regard. And having all these kids that have all these different personalities and finding out what their strengths are. As we can, if we can, the earlier we can start that, right? Yeah. The better. Yeah. yeah. Has anyone had challenges in their life when they were using what they did for work or even being a stay-at-home mom of that is your identity as opposed to like my identity is a loving kind caring authentic human being with a mission to give back and help others so no matter if i'm a chiropractor or if i run the branch or if i launch something new called socket or i no matter what my role is externally I've found that I can sit in this space of this is who Kathy Subber is. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people, um, particularly what comes to mind is men, and I know women struggle with this also, um, which is why I'm asking the question, but men that lose their jobs after like 30 years. Mm. And that was their core identity. Right. You know, can anyone speak to that? Yeah, I mean, so I actually was laid off. I used to work, um, I was a corporate HR manager, and I was laid off two weeks before I got married. Mm -hmm. So I went from, you know, just total nine to fiver, loved climbing the corporate ladder to being jobless, newly married, plus we were moving. So like three very dramatic <laughs> events in the same month. Mm. And I was struggling quite a bit because I've noticed when we moved, when we meet people, oh, what do you do? Mm. I do nothing. Like, like, I felt like nothing at all. Like I was so bitter. And I really thought like that's me though. Like that part of me is no longer there. It's human resources. Not I'm not human anymore. No, of course not. Yeah. But I had to find tune what I thought of myself as because for the longest time it, I was what my job was because right. mm -hmm. it was such a big part of my life during my 20s honestly and then um, slowly I, I found a new career as a yoga teacher I loved it mm. I loved every bit about it but I soon found that people who knew me as a yoga teacher I'd see them out at parks or grocery stores or whatever 
I wasn't embracing the yoga <laughs> with my child. He was doing a temper tantrum at Whole Foods. So there's this whole thing where I'm trying to be calm and I'm at Whole Foods and it's like sacred grocery shopping there. And, and like it's, and my kid is freaking out because he's missing his nap. And I'm like, okay, here, have a grape, just eat this, you know? And, and I see my students, they're like, hi, I'm like, namaste. <laughs> Gosh, like this is so hard. Like yeah. I can also have a day, you know. That's it's right. Just fine tuning. Like, all right, we're all human. We all have moments. Right. We're not what we do. We are just who we are. Who we are. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard. And it goes the opposite way too. I had a job once where they didn't want me to mention that I was a mom. Mm. And so, um, and this is when I was still, you know, I had just had my daughter, and I we had just moved. That must be a thing, like a trigger. But that um, we had just moved, and so I had this corporate job, and they you know, they were fine. And I can remember the guy actually saying, I mean, I know you have kids, but nobody else needs to know that. And I thought. So that's legal. Well, yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure. That's a long time ago, people. I'm super old. Um, but, but I just, and, and so when I went along with it for a while, but then I would be in these situations, and it just wasn't. Like being a mom is part of who I am, right. you know, like it or not, in yeah. job or no job, it's who I am. And not that I'm going to sit down in a business meeting and immediately start off with, you're not going to believe what my kids did today. Like I'm not <laughs> doing that. But if the conversation is moving towards that, part of, of the experience I have, the knowledge I have, comes from being a parent. That's right. Yeah. And so I stopped doing that. I, I moved to another job after that because it just, it was never going to work. Like I needed to be my whole self wherever I was. Yeah. And, and, you know, to your point, being able to just be, I am who I am. And embracing every role. Right. Because all of those make us who have, we are. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think transitioning from working to staying at home, even for me, it was very temporary, was the biggest opportunity for me to grow and really reflect on who I was mm -hmm. and what part of my identity. I, I valued, and so I think working, I thought I could stay at home, and I quickly learned that was not <laughs> for me, because I really valued all aspects of who I was, and I'd take the kids to playdates and to Gymboree, and the other moms like, I love this. And I said, I don't, <laughs> I don't. And, I'm, and I had to like embrace that. Yes. And so there was a really good support system of other moms that say, you don't have to love that. And that is totally fine. And that was so liberating for me. So I went back to work, but I do find that there's, um, a part of just like what do you love to do I love to plan and organize so I take on roles I'm in that role in my family you know I'm part of my son's parent teacher association I'm in other organizations so I think just really being able to leverage my strengths in all these different mm -hmm, roles mm -hmm. is what brings me the greatest joy you know I love to inspire and motivate and plan and organize and execute and all those things I do at work and now I'm able to apply those same skills to my role as a mom and plan parties Pinterest type parties <laughs> You can plan yours. Yeah, I'll plan yours. I'm doing I was like, here's some cake. That'd be awesome. It's right. Yeah. 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 Right. Put it on Let me platter. open it in a very big way. One of my favorite birthday parties was going to my ex-husband's house, and his girlfriend at the time loved throwing parties, right? And so literally I wrote him a check. And I showed up to my own child's birthday party, and she had done all the decorations and got the cake, and and I was like, "This is awesome! Thank you so much." I'm like, I just, I'm not good at this, you know? right? Yeah. I'm sure, she was thrilled to receive a little right. bit. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, she. Yeah. I mean, she loved it, and she was so great with them. Oh, wow. And you know, I had to kind of bite the 
the feeling inside of like, oh, this this shouldn't be right. Like right. I should be doing this for my own child. I shouldn't be happy that another woman's doing this, but it's not my strength. That's right. Mm -hmm. And I have lots of other strengths That's that right. I can lean on and lean into. And if you want to throw my party and I write you a check, then you, and enjoy you just have a good time doing that. Well, and that's the other thing, letting other people lean into who they are. Yeah. Like yeah, sometimes it's our true. week. Like, you know, you were joking about the Pinterest party, but like that's what moms do so well. Like we can lean into who, what, who we really are and let our other friends lean into who they really that's are. That's right. We don't all have to be the same. That's right. And someone that's once right. told me, because, you know, when you try to be, and I think this is when my kids were little, and you do try to be everything, you know, like, I should have them all together, and I should have, I should love to throw the birthday party. And they said, you know, when you say no to something, it allows somebody else to say yes. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, hey, I would really love to write you a check and you do that. And somebody else gets to step in and create something they love to do. That's right. And it makes them feel whole too. And gosh, we should all just do that as people. Yep. Yes. That's, yep. Right. That's right. Well, this has been such a wonderful conversation. Thank you to Tiffany, Patty, and Grace for sharing your stories of finding confidence and living into who you really are. I am thankful for all your friendships. Thank you for watching the Moms Network. And remember, you're always invited.